Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Once again, we welcome you to our video worship service here at Beautiful Savior Lutheran Church. And uh, as we move our way through the Easter season, this morning we'd like to celebrate the ascension of our Lord. And once again, it is my prayer as your pastor that very soon we will be able to worship here in our beloved house of God face to face. Until then, the peace of the Lord be with you all. Shine like the sun. Mm -hmm. 
command to guard you in all of your ways. Upon their hands they will bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And he will raise you up on eagle's wings, In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, to the very end of the age. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. Let us confess our sins that we receive forgiveness and are prepared to know and live the true joy of this day. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart, we have not loved our neighbor as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name, amen. In the joy of this day and upon your confession, I, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you, and in this stead, and by the command of my ascended Lord, I announce the forgiveness of sins to all of you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The first reading for this, the festival of the ascension of our Lord, is from the book of Acts, chapter 1. This also serves as the basis of our message this morning. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. 
For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. This is the word of the Lord. The second reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 1. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all of God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of the glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. This is the word of the Lord. And the gospel for today is from Luke chapter 24. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of, the Mo of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. He told them, This is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my Father has promised. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. When he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. This is the gospel of the Lord. Let us pray. Almighty God, as your only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, ascended into the heavens, so may we also ascend in heart and mind, and continually dwell there with him, 
who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God upon which we base our message on this, the celebration of the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ, as you heard read before, is from the first chapter of the book of Acts. I recall just these words. After he had said this, he was taken up to heaven. A cloud hid him so that they could no longer see him. In the name of our dear, ascended, victorious Jesus Christ, dear friends. Psalm 47, verse 5. 
God has gone up with a shout. So spoke the words of the psalmist 1,000 years before the birth of Jesus Christ. And in those words, he was prophesying the ascension of our Lord Jesus. Forty days after his resurrection from the dead, Jesus' ascension was the magnificent and miraculous conclusion of his visible earthly mission. Everybody knows what a big day Christmas is, what a big day Easter is. But you know, when it comes to the festival of the ascension, sometimes it uh, gets short shrift. It's overlooked a little bit. Maybe it's because it falls on a Thursday. In order to put the ascension into its proper context, we have to understand invisible, visible, invisible, and visible. For a period of 4,000 years after creation, our Lord Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity, was present, but he was invisible. Lord Jesus participated in creation when God said, let there be light, and there was light. For 4,000 years, Jesus could see people, but people couldn't see him. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God but he was invisible. Jesus became visible when the word became flesh and dwelt among us. When a virgin conceived and gave birth to a son, placed him in a manger with swaddling clothes. Our Lord Jesus Christ was visible when he humbled himself to the point of death, even death on a cross. After his victorious resurrection, Jesus removed his visible presence from us, and so now, today, Jesus is invisible to the human eye. On the last day, Jesus will make himself visible once again. He will be coming in the clouds. Scripture says, every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And so there you have it, invisible and then Jesus visible, and now invisible, and in a day to come, visible once again. So Jesus is invisible. Well, how did he get invisible? Well, through the ascension. As uh, St. Luke tells us in Acts, after his death, Jesus showed the apostles a lot of convincing evidence that he was alive. For 40 days he appeared to them and talked with them about the kingdom of God. Jesus showed himself to his apostles with convincing evidence for 40 days. He had been dead, but now he was alive. He talked with them about the kingdom of God. He appeared many times, sometimes up north in Galilee, down south in Jerusalem, indoors and outdoors, day and night. You know, after those 40 days, 
Jesus could have ended his visible ministry by just disappearing. Somebody once coined the phrase, Jesus' death on the cross without the resurrection is meaningless. But Jesus' resurrection without the ascension is incomplete. Just imagine that after 40 days, Jesus talking with his disciples, all of a sudden he disappeared. What would the, the disciples have wondered? Where did Jesus go? Did he abandon us? Did somebody kidnap him? Uh, did they kill him again? But on Thursday, 40 days after that first Easter morning, Jesus took his disciples outside of the city of Bethlehem near Jerusalem, and as he was blessing them, he ascended. Our beautiful Savior is depicted so well in the main entrance of our church with his arms outstretched, still seeing the pierced, uh, pierces in his feet, his hands outstretched, and he is ascending. Jesus did not go up on his own. St. Luke tells us he was taken up, and then a cloud hid him from their eyes. You see, the Father, God the Father sent his Son, and now he was receiving him back once again into heaven. It's kind of amazing how throughout Scripture, God shows his presence by clouds. Big cloud on Mount Sinai when Moses received God's commandments, God showing his presence with a cloud. God used a cloud to lead the Israelites through the desert for 40 years. There was a cloud that always sat on the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant in the temple. There was a big bright cloud during Jesus' transfiguration. All indications of the presence of God. As miraculously as our Lord Jesus entered our world visibly, just as miraculously he removed his visible presence. Just think of that. Jesus entered our world as a human, suspending the laws of nature because a virgin conceived and bore a son. And as Jesus removed his visible presence in his ascension, he suspended the laws of gravitation. Jesus created the laws of nature. And if he wanted to spend, suspend them for his purpose, he did. And so he ascended no jetpack, no one-man helicopter, the Lord of Lords ascending to his heavenly Father. So that's what happened. Jesus was born, and he lived, and he died, and he rose again, and he ascended into heaven. And the question is, where is he now? Because as a little kid, until I read Scripture a little closer, I always thought it was sort of like a, a space shot, a spaceship. You know, they go off from uh, Cape Canaveral with all the fire and the jets, and they go up, 
and they go farther and farther, and the cameras keep uh, looking at them until finally they become a little speck, and then they're gone. I thought, well, maybe that was how, how it happened with Jesus. He went up and up and up and became a little speck. Then he went uh, out beyond all the planets into another galaxy and the, the heaven of the angels, and then finally with his heavenly Father once again, but that's not what happened. He went up just a little way, and then a cloud hid him from their sight. Why is that so important? Matthew 18. Be careful not to despise these little ones. I can guarantee that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. How can angels be watching over and taking care of the little children and also have their eyes fixed on the Heavenly Father? Well, perhaps it's because heaven is not a location but a dimension. And it's really not very far away at all. Dr. Martin Luther once said, it's sort of like going to bed at night and you pull the shade down. And when you get up the next morning, you go over and you see that shade, you look at the shade, and then you pull it up, and you see the trees and the sun and the, and the sky and everything else. They were all there at the same time. They were just hidden from your eyes for a while. Jesus really isn't very far away. You just can't see him now. It's kind of interesting, too, how heaven might be very, very close. One time with an uh, elderly lady, which eventually uh, I performed the funeral for, just before she died at her deathbed, with a little stare in her eyes before she fell asleep, she said, Isn't it beautiful? St. Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 4, the one who had gone down also went up above all the heavens so that he fills everything. When Jesus was visible during his earthly ministry, as a human being, he limited himself to be just at one place at one time. But now... As he removed his presence and he ascended into heaven, now he fills everything. He's everywhere at the same time in China and New York and the UK and your home and your bedroom and the Lord's Supper everywhere yet very near. You see, Jesus is invisible, but he's not absent. Scripture also tells us and lets us know what Jesus is doing right now. The Lord was taken to heaven where God gave him the highest position. St. Paul also says he is far above all rulers, authorities, powers, lords, and all other names that can be named, not only in this present world, but also in the world to come. God has put everything under the control of Christ. He has made Christ the head of everything for the good of the church. The church is Christ's body and completes him as he fills everything in every way. Our Lord Jesus Christ right now is sitting at the right hand of God the Father, and that does not mean that he's absent from us. He's God the Father's right-hand man, sort of like Secretary of State. 
visiting all the places, ruling over all things. I am with you always to the very end of the age, Jesus promised. You see, he's invisible, but he's still present. He's not absent. And then at Jesus' ascension, the angels, they ask, why are you men from Galilee standing here looking at the sky? Jesus, who was taken from you to heaven, will come back in the same way that you saw him go to heaven. You see, when Jesus returns, it will be visibly. And it'll be just reverse of the way that he went. Revelation tells us, look, he is coming in the clouds. Every eye will see him, every, even those who pierced him. Every tribe on earth will mourn because of him. This is true. Amen. So there you have it. Look at the things that we know. God went up with a shout. We know where he is close by. We know what he is doing, ruling over all things. We know that we will see him again. Right now, we can't see him, but he can see us. And if we know all of these things, why do we so often act like we don't? Before Jesus ascended into heaven, he gave his disciples and us some very specific directions. He said, love one another. How often do we treat each other with a lack of love and a lack of kindness? So many times we treat others like things, but we don't want to be treated that way by others. We look at people and some, some of them look like threats to us. Some of them look like uh, allies. And some of them look like, well, they're totally unimportant and we write them off. But they're all blood-bought souls of Jesus Christ, precious to him. And then there's our lack of attention that we give to our Lord, who is so attentive to us. How many meager minutes of weekly activities do we dedicate to thinking about him and talking to him? And then there's our lack of repentance. Our Lord God sees everything that we do, even our secret sins, but we are so slow to say, I am sorry, forgive me, I hurt you again. And then there's a lack of trust, certainly evident today. And I've been thinking about it in my mind. The pandemic that we see going around is much more than a virus. We're living with a pandemic of fear. If I go out today, I might catch something. And if I catch something, I might die. And uh, I also might lose my job. And I'll lose my income. And everything is out of control. And I am afraid. And we forget that everything is under his control. Let not your hearts be troubled, 
believe in God, believe in me, Jesus said. Yet even in our moments of our lack of trust, our lack of love, our lack of attention, our lack of repentance, St. Paul tells us Christ has died and more important, he was brought back to life. Christ has the highest position in heaven. Christ also intercedes for us. God sees our lack of trust and our lack of love and our lack of attention and our lack of repentance. But each day and each moment, Jesus steps in and says, but Father, don't punish them because you already punished me for their sins. I died for them. You declared them to be not guilty even though they are. And then our Heavenly Father loves us once again, day after day after day. Jesus Christ, our Lord God, invisible, then visible, then invisible, and then visible once again. Jesus' ascension, we know what he did. For 40 days, he appeared to his apostles with a lot of convincing evidence that he was alive. Then he ascended before them, those eyewitnesses. And we know where he is right now, present with us every day, so close by. And we know what he is doing right now, ruling over all things and interceding for you. And we know one day we will see him again. Lord, I know so much about you. Lord, I know you. But please, let me live for you now and forever. And God granted for Jesus' sake, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. We confess our faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. And in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our member, Paul Greep, is going to have to undergo, actually, um, go, undergo once again radiation for cancer, and so he asks for our prayers. Lord Jesus, when you walked on earth, you provided healing to many who suffered from various physical ailments. 
Now, from your throne on high, you provide your loving care through medical professionals, whom you have blessed to be a blessing to others. As Paul now works with his doctors to recover his physical abilities that have been diminished, we ask that you give him patience and perseverance, and if it is your will, allow him to regain the gift of good health. No matter the outcome, fill his heart with trust in your loving care. Amen. We also pray. Lord Jesus, you ascended to heaven. You lead your people forth with a shout. You sit at the right hand of the Father. Your rule fills us with wonder and with peace. You completed the task your Father sent you to do, to claim the victory over Satan, sin, and death itself. You returned home as our victorious Lord. Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. You promised to return as you left and will judge the nations. Because of your victory, you give us robes of righteousness so we can look forward to that day. Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Yet when we look at this world, we lose our focus. We may think that it does not look like you rule over all things for the good of those who love you. Forgive us for not trusting you. Forgive us for forgetting that you sit at the Father's right hand. Remind us again that you are King of kings and Lord of lords. Lord of the church, you give us all good things. Continue to bless your church with good gifts, with pastors and teachers and with evangelists and encouragers. Increase our trust in you. Use us to bless others in our congregation, in our community, and in the world. Lord Jesus, you fill us with awe. On dark days, remind us of the glory you already have won for us. When we weep, remind us that you already have given us the victory. And now, Lord Jesus, bless us as we go out into the world. Keep our focus on you, our Lord in heaven, sitting at the right hand of the Father. Amen. We join together in praying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.